Hello and welcome to episode 208 of Three Beers and a Movie. I am Richard Laird and I'm with... Colin McKay. Colin, we're, we're doing this via Zoom again it's a, and it's a late night Three Beers. This is probably the latest you've ever recorded, it must be surely. Possibly, I think it is, yeah. It's like, it's past our bedtime, dude. Well past our bedtime. <laughs> Possibly the Star Wars one we did. Remember we did the one at your house for Star Wars? I don't even think that was as late as this. Yeah, um, yeah so... I'm just saying, if, any, if anyone's listening, one of us starts snoring, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we say it's late, it's 10 o'clock at night, you know, it's like it's... <laughs> I'm an old man, dude, this is like, <laughs> yeah. this is a white one. This is nuts for me. Yeah. <laughs> 10 o'clock at night is now old for us for doing this. Um, but we are, even though it is late night, we are still having a drink. What are you drinking tonight? Oh, I'm drinking um, Shipyard American Pale Ale. From... Very nice. Portland, Maine. I don't know, I don't know how the brewer is, but it's the, the, the brewer. Um, you'll know where I think Shipyard's the, the brewer. I think it's the brewer, yeah. yeah. Drinking that, and it is, it's, it's very, it's, I've had this before, it's, it's yeah. a, a lovely drink. And, it's very and nice I've also drink. got, I've got a bottle of Innocent Gun rum barrel aged in the fridge oh. as well. That's so, become yeah. a big thing now, all of a sudden. Like, my friend, uh, Martin, mm. um, he was talking to me about, you can, like, people can buy a rum, you can buy a rum barrel now, and... And you can buy shares in it and stuff like that. And it's sort of, it's, it's a very, it's a sort of, it's almost like if you can't afford Bitcoin, um, you can buy a rum barrel. Um, sounds good to me. I'm yeah, he was, about, he was talking about like, I think Aaron, um, the island Aaron, they're opening a new brewery there for the first time in like about, you know, a thousand years. Like, so sort of they'll have another brewery on it. And one of the things they're doing is like rum barrel beer or something. So you can buy, mm. you can buy some sort of steak in a barrel and it gets you so many bottles of beer. Um, oh. He said, essentially, keep, though... Keep talking, make, keep talking. <laughs> to make the, sense, the, amount, the amount of money you pay on it, you'd have to like, basically sell every bottle of beer for, like, 19, 20 pounds and all to, like, sort of make your money back on right. it. So, okay, okay. So, <laughs> unless you're a big company, you can buy, like, a thousand barrels. You can do it, then you can, you know, offset it. But if you buy one barrel, you're basically going to have to, like, you know, the bottle and everything. Yeah. You're giving me money and not getting money back again. Essentially, yeah. yes. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> you have a, you can have a really really good party with like a, 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 your own brewed rum barrel <laughs> beer if you want to. Um, I'm not too excited all the details, but I think that's definitely a big thing. The, the rum barrel aged thing. Um, I know, and Innocent Gun do a whiskey one as well, don't they? Yeah. They've got the whiskey. That's quite a common one. So I think yeah, the rum one's just obviously a, a kind of trend yeah. here. Evolution of that, but I do like rum, so I'm quite looking forward to having this later on as well. The thing with the whiskey barrels that Scotland produces, they actually send them off to um, America. They go to Jack Daniels Brewery. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. they go and they get burned and torched and stuff like that, and then the smell of it and all that makes the sort of embers of the Jack Daniels. Oh well, um, that's um, that's quite. I feel quite proud about that. Me, for some reason, I feel strangely proud. I may be getting like five different stories mixed up, so that could be completely. <laughs> so, <laughs> but def- I definitely know that the, the whiskey cast do eventually go to America and they do stuff up in America. Well, and um, what are you drinking, sir? I am drinking one from the Med the Medvedgrad Brewery in Croatia, Zagreb, and it's oh. called the Golden Bear, and I've got I like it because it's got a bear on the label. Uh, do you do like your bears? You are so you're the most bear obsessed person I know. You oh, really are. Bears are very cute. Bears are very friendly. I, I feel the bear is my spirit animal. So um, I do love a bear. So it's called the Golden Bear. Um, which I think was a nickname of a golfer, but I can't remember what golfer it was. Uh, Jack Nicholas was a golden bear. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah. That's, I'm, I think it might have been a great bear. I don't know if it was a golden bear. It might have been a great bear, but it was Jack Nicholas. I'm amazed that you know what a sporting fact that's going to my mind. Um, I used to play golf. My favourite golfer was Ian Woosnam as well. I've even got right, a okay. golfer. There you go. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Sporting thing from Colin. This is like unheard of territory right now. 
<laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> Get back in track, Colin. In your I'm really, I'm, I'm genuinely taking aback by who you are now. You actually know golfers. Um, <laughs> so, speaking of sport, we'll talk about our Camel Lairds, who have started, kicked off their new season. They played two games in the new season. And after league game one, the Camel Lairds were top of the league. Oh, wow. They won their first game against Chido Heath Nomads 4-1. So, a magnificent victory. Uh, put them top of the league after, after game one. Um, they're now not top of the league because they lost 1-0 on Tuesday night to Ellesmere Rangers. But still, we'll take it 50-50 so far. That's yeah. not a bad start. And we were top of the league for three whole days, I think. For three days, we were the world champions. Yes, yeah, they were yeah. very happy with Camel <laughs> um, And they were playing their game this week as well. So look forward to seeing how they do. Um, and hopefully, like I said, I'm really hoping to get down there and see them um, at some point this season, just depending on well, covid things and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, any interesting movie news from yourself you want to report? Um, nothing springs to mind actually. I think movie news has been out quiet. There's been no no notable deaths this week, which is no. which is a good thing. Nice. I think we've watched that a few over the last few weeks. Yes. Um, been watching not really movie news, but just unrelated general chit chat. Um, the Golden Girls. It's on Disney Plus. Lorraine's been yeah. watching it for the past like year on YouTube. Right, it's okay. a very weird format where it's like kind of zoomed in twice right, okay. as much and you can only see some of it so we discovered that it's on um, Disney Plus and she's she's been watching that and of course I've been drifting in and out of it right, um, okay. it's a fucking wonderful show Golden Girls it's great it, it, totally like 15 seasons or something super something like that, like that. Yeah, yeah yeah it ran for like kind of 80 something kind of 12 years worth it ran and it won Emmys all over the place but um, just it's like kind of watch, still watching Cheers as well but it, it's it's just that writing that you don't get anymore. It's just that the writing and the chemistry and the timing is just absolutely wonderful. It's, it's beautiful. They just don't do shows like that anymore. Oh, it's it's great. So it is. Oh, it's Cheers is great. You can't you can't say anything bad about Cheers. I would. I, I, Cheers missed me to be honest. I would never. I would never really got into Cheers. I have visited Cheers bar. I did visit yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, Cheers sort of bypassed me a little bit like, because I was like I was too young to really get yeah. it and bust them out and. The reruns come on like on a Saturday or Sunday, but at the time the reruns for it hit, I was going out as a kid. You know, like going out. That was that was like math shows stopped, and this was like now the grown up. Moment. You were too, you were too cool for Cheers. Is that what you're saying? No, I, was, I definitely wasn't too cool for Cheers. <laughs> definitely not. I was sitting watching like Hang Time and stuff like that. You know, so but yeah, I did, Cheers never Cheers never really hit me. Now when I watch it, do you know what's really amazing? Because someone put up on Twitter, and I think it was uh, the editor of Empire put up on Twitter. How old do you think Norm is supposed to be? He was supposed to be, I'm going to be pretty fucking precise here and say, I think in the show he was 34 or 35. He's the same age as me, which is yeah. fucking terrifying. Oh, but we, me and Lorraine were talking about that, like in the show, all of them, like even kind of Sam and John Ratzmer's character, Cliff, they, they're all they're like kind of mid-30s. I and mean, when you look at them, they look so much more, I want to say grown up. Yeah, know? well, I think this is well. Yeah. Do you know, like a picture of my dad at my, like when he was like sort of like 24, he looks about, he looks... So it's more like an adult than I look like. I look at me now and go, like, clearly I'm mm. not an adult. I look like, a, I, still look like I still dress like a 12 year old and I look like a basically like an overgrown toddler. And just sort of, but these guys in Cheers, they were supposed to be like the same age as me, but they all just look like proper old men. Grown up, generally. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's weird that we, me and Lori were talking about that. And that, that's what goes into looking up what age they were meant to be and what uh. age they actually were and stuff like that. And they were all. Like kind of early to mid thirties when they were filming it, and that's uh-huh. what age the characters represented. Because Norm's like Norm's, a, Norm's a broken man, and he's only thirty five. He's broken as a human. He hates. Yeah, he absolutely yeah. hates life. He just he hates everything that's going on. 
Yeah, yeah, he's just stuck in this bar for the rest of his life. It's, it's like Groundhog Day. So I'm, assuming Fra- I'm assuming Frazier should be the, is the same age, roughly, as well, then, yeah? Yeah, fr- yeah, yeah, yeah. All of them. It's, it's nuts, Carla, as well. Um, does the mask track, then, with Frazier, in, with, with Frazier from Cheers into Frazier? Does it does the mask track? Um, yeah, it does, because they, they, they've all made an appearance in Frazier. Um, right. Sam turns up, Dan turns up, um, George went, turns up, so they all turn up in Frazier, and yeah, it kind of carries on where the, the, the kind of timeline matches up and stuff, and be like, I remember seven or eight years ago when this happened and stuff like yeah, that. Okay. So all, all this work out. But we've been watching those two shows, which is great. Um, just quickly before we move on to movies, um, who is your favourite Golden Girl? I've never watched the Golden Girls, I don't know. Never? Never know. Oh, right, homework. Watch at least one episode. I mean, I know, I know what it is, but I don't know who yeah. they. I don't know who they are. Okay. I, I'm aware of it, sort of as, 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 a, as a pop culture phenomenon. And, and if someone knows, someone says you're like a golden girl. I get what they mean, but yeah. I, I've never actually watched it. Oh well, okay. I'm again, surprised at it. No, like just again, probably I'm too young for that to be hitting mad. I mean, I think the oldest thing, the oldest like sitcom that I watched as a kid. That I can still name it would be probably Happy Days or Mark. Mark and Mindy. Mark and Mindy. I can I remember yeah. watching Mark and Mindy and I remember watching Happy Days. Which are I, older than Golden Girls and Cheers. You oddly, yeah, but I think <laughs> they played at a better time on Channel 4 yeah. and I could watch them. That's why I was yeah. into them more, you know? Yeah. Um, Definitely. Yeah. So I've got the only movie I've got of interest is have you seen all this thing about movie stars now suing their studios? Like, you know, um, Well, I know Scarlett Johansson is is kept the ball with that one with the Disney. Gary Butler's doing it as well. Oh, what's he doing it with? Greenland, apparently. Greenland, he's, he's said it. Oh. He was promised a back end deal on that. I think a couple other ones are doing it as well. Which this could be the thing that sort of maybe puts a little bit of an end to the whole pay view cinema release at the same time. You know, if these yeah. stars need this money, because that's because I think what they're saying is Scarlett Johansson saying she should be worth about fifty million. You know, based yeah. on sort of her back end deal with Black Widow film. Which is it's, weird, it's weird that Disney didn't negotiate again because. The new um, Warner Bros. renegotiated with um, Gal Gadot for Wonder Woman. Her and um, uh, who's is it? Patty Jenkins got like a massive lump payment because part of their deal was to get some I don't know like some percentage of the gross, the total gross, mm-hmm. and obviously because it went to like a, a, a cinematic and a HBO release, um, and then over here it was just a uh, I think it was the same over here you could buy it on Sky Cinema like almost straight yeah, away. Yeah, the day so, after, yeah. Day after, so they lost all that kind of gross money. They, they got a massive payoff. It's kind of odd that's, that Marvel and Disney haven't done something with that with their stars, to be honest. Like, yeah. have what I wonder though is in court, has Disney got a solid case as because they're going to put it on situational? Um, does this pandemic, do you know what I mean? It, yeah, it, they had to then adapt to that. So I think they're going to go in that tack is like, you know, yeah, we did, we done it, but here's why we've done it. and yeah. It's a pretty fucking solid defence, and I, I don't know. It's it, also really hard to come down on someone's side. You go like, okay, I get Disney might have done wrong by these actors by not giving them the, the release. But also, we're talking about someone who made forty million for making it and now wants the extra fifty. Going, I really don't have that yeah, much sympathy. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to empathise into. You know, yeah. it, it's like when rich people make demands, you kind of as lesser uh-huh. models, so we, we kind of find it hard to to empathise and. Anyway, at all, when I guess that's a shitty way, you know, because she's still, you know, she's still, it's a job, you know what I mean? She needs yeah. to get paid for it. I get it, but you're like, you know, you've got more money than, than me and, you know, my whole family, whatever, seen so a whole lifetime. You earn yeah. that in a month and you, you know, you're kind of, yeah, it's a bit of a pill to swallow, but I get it, do you know what I mean? She's kind of entitled to that as well, but it's, it's a monster, it's a yeah. juggernaut to take on Disney. I mean, right. Jesus Christ, you know. <laughs> 
as much money as she's got, Disney will just throw money at this shit all day exactly. long. Be, it's going to yeah. be interesting to see where it comes out. Of there is one this person thing. delighted about this, though. Who's this? Florence Pugh. Her position as a new Black Widow is absolutely assured right now. She is. Oh, golden. <laughs> she, she is golden girl. Um, on the flip side, though, what it could do is have a detriment on the other way and, and they say, well, you know what, fuck it, we've made enough money to start releasing stuff on small screen rather than big screen, which might scale back cinematic releases as well. That's, Possibly, I'm just spitballing. That's my worry. That's that. That's always been my worry that the, the, the um, like, I, I think the, the pandemic's allowed us to see that there is a way that the, these can coexist in some way, but for how long? And if, if, if the, the release schedule between Cinema and coming out on small screen gets shorter and shorter. Cinema is going to become that kind of prestige thing, a bit like the theatre, and it's going to end up being sort of even probably more ex- expensive and also less and less prevalent. I don't know if you've noticed it recently with the films coming out in the cinema. There's not a great depth of choice recently. There's not, yeah. No, you're it's, absolutely right. It's slim pickings. You know, if you go and see too many movies in a single week, you're kind of screwed for the next two or three weeks yeah. um, at the moment, yeah. yeah. Like I used to, I mean, you, I mean, you used to go and see like five different films a week. Easily, yeah. yeah. You know, because there's a film we'll talk about this week that probably could have come out on the cinema. It probably would have been a big release cinema, but it probably would have come out in the cinema for at least a week. And me probably would have knocked it off at that point, you know. Yeah. Um, and it just won't get it because they'll go straight to Amazon or straight to Netflix and... That's my worry because I enjoy going to cinema. And I feel like yeah. right now, the, 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 in a way, it's good because like independent cinema and small releases do get a bigger audience by being like sort of to be viewed at home. But yeah. also, I do want to see some of these films on the big screen, and the chances to see them on the big screen now have been like have been more and more limited. You know, yeah, definitely. definitely. It's just the, it's just the tentpole pictures that are getting put in the cinemas, and I get it because they need to try and put bums on seats, and there's even less bums that can go on seats, so they have to maximise the number of bums they can get on a seat. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's becoming a bit, a bit, a wee bit of a worry right now as to what they'll be able to put on the screens. Strange times, that is strange, strange times, times indeed, sir. Yeah. So, shall we fire into the reviews of this week's movies? Yeah, let's talk about. For once, we've seen everything that each other's seen, which is yes. quite. Yeah, it's been a while since we've had like a full house. Um, yes, so this, indeed. This'll be, this'll be nice. I'm looking forward to so, We'll start with a non-cinema release first. We'll start with Joke, which is on Amazon Prime. Um, directed by Tanya Wexler, who directed a film called Hysteria, um, which I actually quite enjoyed, quite funny. Uh, Relative Evil and Buffaloed, which I also quite enjoyed. Um, the plot of this one is there's a woman who's, when she was a kid, they find out she's basically, she's got a sort of adrenaline surge that makes her extremely violent if she sees injustice happening in the world. Um, and she's yeah. to walk around with a basically electrical charges on her chest. She presses the button and that stops her from, you know, acting out on her urges. Um, she falls in love with or falls for a guy in some way. He and he turns up dead, so she starts to investigate who wanted him dead, why is he dead, and that leads her down a dark path of of um, trying to discover his his you know sort of basically what happened to him. And yeah. in the film, you've got Kate Beckinsale playing the person who's got the the, the issue. Uh, Jai Courtney plays a love interest. Stanley Tucci plays sort of a shrink. Uh, Bobby Cannavale, who I who I think we both adore in most things, plays a an FBI agent, and his partner is Laverne Cox. Um, so it's, it's actually a pretty solid cast, like a decent cast. Um, yeah. I'll start on this one. This was an extremely silly premise. It's, it's trying to go for that sort of crank-type premise, you know, the one we just yeah. gave them. Um, yeah. It makes no sense for most of for the start of the film, and to be honest, it runs out of energy very quickly and could definitely do with a jolt or something at some point. <laughs> um 
the thing that, the thing that more got me is like the tone of the film is completely all over the place. Oh like, yeah, yeah. That's it. Like Beckinsdale's performance at times she's going for sort of like the the um, almost Ryan Reynolds Deadpool quippiness of what he does, and then at times she's playing it like sort of properly deadly serious, and you're kind of going this mm. it, it it but almost something's almost in the same scene. And she's playing it dead endlessly. Go, this, this doesn't really jive that well when you sort of, it just seems like too much, too weird a mix. Um, the action scenes I thought were, were fine, but nothing particularly, you know, outstanding or sort of different or new. Um, and overall, it's just, it's pretty disposable to me. Um, and probably its position as straight to streaming fodder is where it kind of belongs. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, watching it at home, I mean, like I said, it is only 92 minutes long. So, I mean, that's, that is something in its favour. It, it does move along at a pretty decent pace. And you don't really feel you're wasting that much time on it. But, yeah, if I'd went to cinema to pay for this, I would probably have gone, this is a bit of a waste of money. It's not quite, yeah, it's not exactly. quite got the kick. Um, what do you think of it? Um, pretty much the same, I think. One of the biggest problems is Kate Beckinsale just doesn't have a screen presence that I particularly care about. Um, yeah, yeah. have to be invested in a character that she's not really kind of portraying very well anyway, I didn't think. Yeah. Um, the action, you're right, it, it tries to be Crank, tries to be John Wick, tries to be Atomic Blonde, and just kind of fails miserably on each one. Do you know what I mean? It, it just kind of doesn't quite hit what it's going for at all at, at any level. Aye. Um, because it is an interesting idea, it is a decent premise, and, and it can be done with a lot of fun. Like Crank was a fun movie. Um, if you Frank take things to do it like well, something, something like Upgrade that was out a few years ago. Yeah. you know, you can take these ridiculous premise. Even John Wick's a ridiculous premise. Yeah, if you you've got to find something to twist to pull it off in the right way. And this is, I think the big problem he was the lead character. I thought she was just so like sort of schizophrenic in terms of was she trying to be funny, quippy? Was she trying to be serious, earnest? It was yeah. just sort of, I didn't really get a, a, a jive on her. Um, yeah. I did enjoy that the. Like it wasn't a guy who had the problem, and it was like a, a love interest. It was, it was like that was kind of the, the switch was quite nice. I enjoyed that part of it, you know, because normally it would be the other way around. Like Jai Courtney would be the the guy who has a problem, and, and yeah, she rescuing the damsel in distress. Yeah, so that was nice. yeah. Um, yeah, I did like the fact they made Jai Courtney to be intelligent by putting a pair of glasses on him, which is like the mark. I, did, I didn't recognize him, and it took me a while to realize that Jai Courtney's Captain Boomerang because yeah, I, yes. I, I only know him as that character. That's the only kind of link. I used yeah. to Jai Courtney, I just see Captain Boomerang, and he does not look like Captain Boomerang in any way whatsoever in this film. No, um, so yeah, I was like, oh, that's Jai Courtney, that's what he looks like when he's not Captain Boomerang. Boomerang. So that was a that was a revelation to me. Uh, we'll talk more about Captain Boomerang later as well. Yeah. Um, Bobby Cannonville um, kind of broke my heart a little bit because I'm, I'm like, yeah, I've got I've got every bit of time you know for Bobby, and I watch most things it is, but I don't know what Bobby was doing here. Um, I, I don't know if he was just you know quick buck for this one, or the script just didn't interest him. But Bobby was not invested in his role at all, which is a shame. Um, Bobby seems Bobby's... to be at the stage now where he is. He's an actor for hire. He's been less discerning over over what he picks. Yeah, and yeah. You know, maybe he's almost he's almost in that sort of um, Nick Cage world just now, where he's picking everything, and some things are good and it'll, and it'll work well. If it doesn't work, he's still getting a paycheck. Like so, recently he's been in yeah. Joke, which wasn't that great. Thunder yeah. Force wasn't very good. One on Netflix with um, uh, yeah, Melissa McCarthy, McCarthy yeah, yeah. Yeah. wasn't great. Tom and Jerry movie, he done Spike's voice, not particularly brilliant. 
Um, obviously been in recently. The Jesus Rolls, the sort of like, se- like sequel to The Big Lebowski, which wasn't great. Then yeah. he's an Irishman. Obviously, Scorsese does really well in The Irishman. Also in Motherless Brooklyn, turned up pretty decent in that. It's a well-done film, maybe a bit dull and boring, but still a decent enough film. But then he's done it up. And then Ant-Man and the Wasp, he's not bad now, but he's really small yeah. role in that. Yeah, yeah he, he just seems to, he basically seems to say yes to pretty much anything. Good, yeah. good and bad as well. That's the problem, is yeah. you know, because you, you, you can see when he does do a good film, you can see the caliber, he can act, he's got you know, you're interested in him, he catches you, he's got charisma. Yeah. But yeah, he just did and he'll just come out and do, you know, nonsense like, you know, Joe or something like that. And you're yeah. like, what's why is Bobby, you know, you can do better. But I guess, yeah. I mean I think that's it. I think that's it. He's, he's managed to make some cash. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Ultimately, these are jobs that are available to him. But yeah, a bit, a bit disappointing. Um, I really, really didn't like um, his partner, what's her name? Uh, the, the actress. Her, her character was totally nuts. Just Again, the first scene when she was in it, you're like, wait, wait, who are you playing? It's Again, completely different incredible. movie. There's almost like there's every main character in this film playing it in a different film. And yeah. so, so, so nothing feels like it's totally going along with you know you know yeah just, yeah there's no jail and there's no chemistry and um, the, the, the one saving grace um I'll, I'll give the score just now to, to lead up to what I'm going to say is I gave it a three out of ten okay um the only reason it got a three out of ten was Stanley Tucci um the Tucci never lets down the Tucci is always he was down. he was the, the you know he was the standalone standout in this movie he was. The only thing that was watchable, and and you know, you, you totally bought into his character, and his character was funny, and do you know I mean really, really well done? Um, and he's the only reason that you know I gave this movie any kind of afterthought. Till. Have you seen Supernova yet with, with um, Stanley Tucci? No, no. It's about him and Colin Firth play like a, a couple, and Stanley Tucci suffering from dementia. They take like one last sort of like camp or road trip to the Lake District. Mm-hmm. And it's the two of them sort of like basically saying goodbye to each other because they know that he's that Tucci's going to lose his memory and won't know anything. And it's them sort of having this one last trip as the couple they were. Dude, watch it. Absolutely heartbreaking. Like beautiful. Because it's like they two are best friends as well in real life. So seeing you watch yeah. it, you get that all the way through it. And Tucci's just amazing in it as well. Just so beautiful. Such a beautiful uh, performance um, in the film. So if you have a chance to find that, have a look for it. It's a really sweet, well, really um, it's, it's It's quite a talent Tucci's got. Um, I mean, to be able to take a film like that and, you know, come out shining, that, that that's in its own a talent, do you know what I mean? But it's just a testament to to how good an actor the man really is. I mean, yeah. you, you just don't see the gears turning. He just comes in, he does his job, he does it well, and he just leaves everyone else in that movie, you know, for dust um, completely. So, yeah, I've got three out of ten, and purely because of Stanley. I'll give it five out of ten. Because, oh, you're a like I said, I do appreciate a 90-minute action film, you know, for something. that it, it, it was a Friday night movie, and I feel it does that job to some degree. It is a straight-to-DVD film, but... There's not much here to love, and it will not live long. I mean, I, I do not see myself going back to watching it, but it's not horrendous. It's just not very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, didn't I wasn't sure at the end that we were setting up a franchise movies or they a were, TV show. I, I don't were, know. They were fucking movie, trying to set something up, but I don't think anyone. Movie, yes. movie or TV show? I didn't know. Though. I mean, like, I kind of, you know, maybe possible as a kind of Channel Five late night TV show, but definitely yeah. not a movie franchise. Yeah. It actually has a decent premise for a TV show, you know. But yeah, yeah I think they're yeah. setting up another movie franchise. But 
I can't imagine there's going to be a, a clamber to find the, the the sequel to this, to be honest. Uh, I don't yeah, know if you see it happening. Definitely. So so an average of four out of ten should we give it? Yeah, so unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately below par. Yeah. Um, <laughs> up next, we have the return of the Suicide Squad. This one's directed by James Gunn, who directed Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, and Slither, which is a film we both um, very much enjoy. Yeah. Um, this is a prequel, no, sorry, it's a sequel, cycle to... Um, soft, soft reboot, reboot almost. To, it's, to, yeah, to yeah. pick, it's all yeah. above, yeah. yeah. So, essentially, the Suicide Squad gets sent to go on another mission, this time into sort of an unnamed Caribbean island, or its name, but it's basically Cuba, essentially, yeah. um, to try and... Uh, uncover a piece of technology that is dangerous to the United States and um, while there they discover that the technology might not be exactly what they were told um, and also shenanigans fall in place because of that and um, Suicide Squad is always made up of a rogue band of super villains or anti-heroes and you've got Margot Robbie playing uh, Harley Quinn again, you've got Idris Elba. Who's Idris Elba playing? Uh, Deadshot. Is that who um, Will Smith plays? He's not playing the same character, is he? Oh, no, it's not Deadshot then. It's Dead something or something short or some something like that, Bullseye or some, something like that. Some Something to do with being a really cool shot. And sure. Shot. He is playing, he's playing Bloodsport. Bloodsport, yep. Kind yeah. of same thing. You, Bloodsport, you have, Deadshot. You have John Cena <laughs> playing the Peacemaker. Yeah. Um, you have Viola Davis playing Amanda Waller. Um, you have Daniela Melikor playing the Rat Catcher 2. Uh, Joel Kinnaman comes in as Rick Flagg. Uh, Taika Waititi turns up in it as Rat Catcher 1. Um, yeah. And also playing a, ra- a random selection of Michael Rooker popping up in it as well. Nathan Fillion, Jai Courtney, uh, Fluga Borg. Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Stallone playing yeah. Tim Sharp. <laughs> uh, Sean Gunn plays Weasel. There's a lot of people yeah. in this film and there's a lot of people around it. Um, yeah. So... I talked about the first one first. What do you think of this one? Um, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I went in, kind of, I suppose there's a lot of people that kind of expecting to get something similar to Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. Um, and I didn't get that. I think I know why I didn't get it, because I've been thinking about it introspectively over the last few days. And I think Guardians of the Galaxy is Disney. Um, Gun would have been on a leash and told you cannot you know, make characters stab each other to death, say fuck your mama and do that because this is a family film. You do not do that shit. Absolutely. Um, from what I've been led to believe is DC pretty much let him off the leash. Um, yeah, yeah, essentially, yeah. Gave him a couple of side notes and said, go make a movie. So I think this is probably the Guardians of the Galaxy that James Gunn would have made had Disney have let him make the film he wanted back then. Um, yeah, I don't think so, that's the case. I think the Guardians of the Galaxy doesn't lend itself to this. I think Guardians of the Galaxy is still at heart wholesome in some way. I don't mm. think mm. the Guardians of the Galaxy have benefited by being like a, a 15 or an 18. I think he might have done a few more things different, but I don't think he have done much different. I think it, I think the, the tone of the two films is very different. I guess as well, with the Guardians of the Galaxy, they're anti-heroes um, mm. that become heroes. The Suicide Squad are, are B-less villains that are villains. Yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. never going to be heroes. They're never going no. to, you know, they're not trying to be heroic. They're, they're Douchebags that you know want to get time off their sentence, and that's why they're doing it. That there's no human interest there all in their own. Um, so I, I kind of guess you've got characters that are maybe not as likable that don't need to evolve as much as the Guardians perhaps did. Yes. Um, I, I really, really, I really enjoy this. Um, I really like um, Joel Kinnaman a lot as an actor. Right. Um, 
everything he does. Never have those words been spoken together. <laughs> really? No, yeah. I, think, no, I think he's a really good actor, man. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. The man, the man's got chops, man. He's got, he's got a really likable face. You know what I mean, you kind of invest in what he's doing. So I've, I've always liked him as an actor. So I liked that he had a bit more of a relaxed role than he did in Suicide Squad. There's definitely more charm to him in this than there was. Yeah. In the, I'll give you that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed him. Um, Idris Elba was everybody was good in it. Idris Elba was good in it. Um, Margot Robbie doing Harley Quinn. She, she's got it now. She's nailed it. Do you know what I mean? She's like kind of. She's almost as Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. She is. I would say now Harley Quinn. Do you know what I mean? She has definitively made that character her own, I would say. Yes. Um, Stallone was a lot of fun as King Shark. Um, yep. Almost a kind of group. What was disappointing was um, in the trailers, the trailers legitimately believed that Weasel's going to have, I don't know, spoiled, but Weasel's going to have a bigger role in the movie than he had. Yeah. Um, and I was kind of a bit, I was like, oh, I wanted to see more of that. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Michael Rooker as well, there's, 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 you want to see more from, from those kind of, Parts as well, but no, I, I really did enjoy it. Um, I think we'd spoke about this off mic, but I think the problem is, is there's like one or two memorable scenes, whereas with Guardians, you know, you, it just sticks instantly and it becomes almost classic after watching it. You know, you yeah. leave the cinema with Guardians, you're like, wow, whereas you're like, you know, I had a great time, I enjoyed it. Tell me something that happened, and you're like, well, uh, you know, I can't really remember. I'd say one or two moments. Uh, Standing for me is a bit where they're kind of going through enemy camp and John Cena is walking by the bed. You remember that? Yeah. That kind of stands out. Um, yeah. But other than that, it's like, you know what I mean? And this is like a movie with a lot going on in it that should hold you and grab you and stand out. And it's, it's just not memorable enough. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. Like, like it's, it's a definite improvement on the first down. I thought the first yeah. squad was fucking horrendous, like a really bad movie. They just not, not well done at all. Um, this is much more enjoyable while I'm watching it. Like when you're watching it, you go along with it, you bounce along with it. There's some funny mm-hmm. bits in it, there's some decent action scenes in it. The characters are all very good. I'll give that the characters are all very good in it. They all play the roles well. Um, yeah. they all seem to get the tone, they all seem to, you know, they get the nod and the winks. Uh, you know, John Cena, I thought I'm not never been a huge fan of John Cena a lot of stuff, but I think he gets this character pretty well. Um, yeah, he enjoyed it. Um Adrell, it would be good. Viola Davis is like an Oscar-winning actress and she's Saying some of the most ridiculous lines, like just saying Shakespeare, essentially, which is uh, <laughs> really fun to watch. Stallone as King Shark was genuinely very enjoyable and actually very yeah. touching. Um, yeah. The only I would say about Margot, I, I enjoy Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn, but I think you can tell she's done it three times now, right? And there's two mm. films where Margot Robbie's been directed by a man, and one film she's directed by a woman. And I think you can see a definitive difference in the guise of how how Harley Quinn is seen, depending on who directs it. Yeah, and I think this one again had the Harley Quinn through a male gaze. Yeah, it wasn't as overt as the one that you had in like the first woman, basically focusing their ass for the entire movie. And you get a tits yeah, out of the yeah. But this yeah. still had a sense of let's put her in a pretty dress and make her look sort of really romantic and charming, and let's make her look like that because that's what every guy wants. Whereas mm. the Harley Quinn you get in. Um, Start to pray. It's sort of she's 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 in a rough. She's sort of you know she's sitting in a sweatshirt. She's eating you know squirty cheese out of a can, and she's wanting to just like she's it, she's she's kind of like not what you would want essentially. But it's like, yeah, it, it, yeah, it feels more real. It feels like more like what the Harley Quinn yeah. character is. So yeah, yeah, no, I get that. I just responded. That's just good observation. Good observation. So that's, that's one thing that I, I, I do. I still like Robbie as Harley Quinn. I, I still yeah. enjoy her a lot, and I think she's excellent. And like you say, Downey Junior. As Iron Man, it's Wolverine. As, as um, 
Jackman, it's, it's, it's on that level. Like she embodies yeah. this character perfectly. And you can't really imagine anyone else playing the role. But I do, yeah. think it's a, I do think it's interesting, depending on who directs it, you can definitely see a definite slant towards how she's portrayed. Um, yeah. The plot rumbles along nicely. It, it moves along. There's a lot of plot and it's probably way too much plot than is actually needed. Yeah. Um, and I thought as much, and that's something I, I, I love Har- uh, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn so much that when she's not on screen, I had lost a bit of interest. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, like I'm waiting for her to come back. And she was in it, she's in it a lot. Like she's not like not in it. She's in it a fair chunk. There's a yeah. 20 to 25 minute section where she just, she's not in the film. And I really found myself sort of like checking time at that point. You're sort of wanting to see it, you know, move on. And yeah. I feel like I lost a lot of energy when she's not on the screen. That was it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot, a lot of stuff to like in it. It's an enjoyable film. It's an enjoyable, like, sort of Friday night in the movies. We went sort of Friday night. It's like, actually quite a busy cinema. The cinema mm-hmm. seemed to enjoy it. A lot of laughter. You know, everyone was sort of going along with it. But like yourself, once you come out of it, I can't actually think of a, thing, a single thing that I can properly, like, can quote or laugh at. Apart from the lines in the trailer of the Peacemaker one, you know, I would kill every man, woman, and child for peace. I love it so much. That, that kind of half line. <laughs> Other than that, I can't really think of a single line or moment. I would go, that's a standout moment. But maybe, that, maybe that's too harsh. No, no, it's, it's not too harsh at all. No, man, it, it, I do get what you mean. It, it does, like, kind of, it, it goes high octane and then takes foot off long enough that you start to kind of think, come on, and then just boom, off it goes again. But, so yeah, um, but no, you, you're right. No, I, I do get there is levels. Um, what I did think was balls to the wall nuts was the third act they went for it they, they, yeah. it was that was nuts that what they done without spoiling for anyone that's not seen it to, to do that. That, that this is what they should have done with like Fantastic Four they should have gave you balls from all Galactus and, and this kind of yeah. you know, thought, do you know what let's, let's, and it does it and do you know what it's nuts but there it is some, there's some really enjoyable stuff in this but just yeah. there's a lot around it that just sort of is very blah I thought and that's kind of what, that kind of what it was so it's I would give it six and a half out of ten. Probably yourself. I, I gave it seven out of ten. So yeah, absolutely, but on a kind of the, the same level. What yeah. I was thinking though is, um, I do generally think this is one of these films. I think it will benefit from a repeat viewing. I think. Yes. I think it'll be better second time round. Um, I'm going to leave it for a few weeks, maybe, uh-huh. and maybe try and drag Lorraine to see it. She's not as invested in DC's Marvel, right. but maybe going to try and drag Lorraine to see it. And I do think I'll maybe get more out of it. Second time round, possibly. Fair enough. So I'm saying it's, it's not not a bad film, but it's no, it's, not at all, yeah. not at all. Go see it. Yeah, it's, it's fun. You, Infer- you won't have infinitely better fun. than Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Yeah, director's cut of Suicide Squad though made a lot more sense than the normal cut. Have you seen the, the, the director's I've cut? Seen it? Yeah, but I still think it's. I still think the fact they introduced the scene. No, it's not. But it, it does make a lot more sense. Um, yeah. But um, it, definitely, you know, if, if you're going to. You know, if you're looking for something fun to do with 11 quids, you know, go and see. So you, you will have fun watching this as well. Go see it. On from that, onto another Disney offering in the cinema right now, and that is Jungle Cruise, uh, directed by Wam Colette Serra, um, who has done an interesting variety of work. Worked with uh, Big Liam a lot and done non-stop, run all night, the commuter, um, all with Big Liam. Big Liam is a mention in this podcast almost every week. Um, he does, doesn't he? He also directed, he's so prevalent, um, <laughs> he also directed stuff like a film called Orphan, also the House of Wax, which is fucking horrendous. Um, done Goal 2, which you've ever seen in the Goal films, and you know, you know no. about. And also a film that I actually quite liked a few years ago called The Shallows, 
um, with Blake Lively getting hunted by a great white oh, shark. Did shark. he do that? Oh, yeah. right. okay, cool, cool. No, I, right. okay. I really dug that film. Um, yeah. This is this is not the shark. This, this is much different from the shark. This is basically it's based on a Disney theme park ride. Um, yeah. um, in terms <laughs> yeah. of the name, the actual plot is basically two scientists are going to the, the the Amazonian jungle in order to find a flower that can heal any illness, any it's a, it's a cure-all for everything. It's set during yeah. World War One, so it's just a great weapon they can have in order to cure the world's ills. Um, they can led by a riverboat captain, and they also get hunted by Germans who want to try and find this for their own nefarious needs. Um, yeah. In the film, you have Dwayne The Rock Johnson playing the riverboat captain. You have Emily Blunt and Jack Whitehall playing brother and sister, who are the scientists coming to look for the, the flower. Um, you have in a wonderful role playing the German <laughs> officer. I you were going to is Jesse Plemons, who, who does embrace it fully. Um, yeah. Edgar Ramirez playing a role, which we won't spoil, because it's a bit of a spoil to tell you what his role is, but he is in the yeah. film. And popping up um, is um, Paul Giamatti as well. Yeah. And, and full yeah. Paul Giamatti role. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll start with one of what I was thinking about this one. This is, this is enjoyable for it, much like Suicide Squad. It's enjoyable for it is for the, for the two hours you're watching it, and it is two hours and 20 minutes, two hours and a bit long, so it is a bit yeah. long it needs to be. Uh, yeah. But it's mostly fun. It's mostly enjoyable. All the cast seem to be having fun. Yeah. Um, there is a, a thing with the Rock and Emily Blunt's romance that say that does not. There seems to be, you know, there's there's you know, there's, there's more chemistry between a, you know, between a block of lead and a block of wood. You know, there's not a lot of chemistry there, but they're, they're trying and they do seem to have a lot of fun. They seem to enjoy being around each other, which is which is nice, I suppose. Yeah. Um, it, the problem I've got with it, as fun as it is and enjoyable it is, all it did is remind me of other films of its ilk that I'd much rather watch, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's trying to get the same energy from Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson as Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weisz had in The Mummy. And yeah, it Douglas and Turner, yeah. Never yeah. really had that, and I love The Mummy. The Mummy's a great movie. And this is what made me, it made me want to watch The Mummy rather than watch Jungle Cruise again. You know, I'm like, I'd rather mm-hmm. watch The Mummy. It's got a lot of stuff from like Pirates of the Caribbean in it, and just sort of had a lot of story from that. Like I said, the mummy also romancing the stone. Yeah. You know, it's just it's got a lot of stuff in it of like different films. And then a Jones is in there as well for chunks of it. Yeah, even, even things like Cut for Air and that kind of, you know, yeah, even, it's just, like, so that's a rip off of Maverick in it as well. Did you notice that? No, no. I'll explain to you off camera, but the, 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 uh, there's a Maverick moment in it as well. I'm like, oh, shit, I have to that straight from Maverick. <laughs> um, so just reminding me of better films that I'd much rather watch than this. Like, and that's not to say this is a bad film. It's just sort of, it's just a little bit meh. And one of the things I did annoy me about it more than just being a bit meh is if you're going to bring Paul Giamatti into your film, fucking use Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti <laughs> he is he is clearly off his tits on something in this film and he wants <laughs> to go big in it. And you basically get, what, about 10 minutes of him? If even, yeah, he's not in a lot. And he is going full Giamatti. And when uh-huh. he does do that, he's like Nicolas Cage, you know what I mean? It's like, if you let him out of the box, it's like, oh, my God, yeah. you know? Yeah. But, you don't know what you're going to get and he goes for it and yeah they just say nah I'm going to have this and it's like oh well let him go then but there is a man who do like out the box and I, and I, he's probably the thing that made me watch the film you know enjoy it more and that is Jesse Plemons playing the, <laughs> the, the, the German submarine captain <laughs> the prince is a prince isn't he prince yeah, well. yeah. Alan is like, <laughs> like he plays he camps it up to like sort of the, the sort of the, the <laughs> 80s style sneering bad guy to the absolute Top level, and I actually thought his role, his performance was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, he could have been exactly what he's doing with it. 
he could have been an extra in a low, a low, and not been yes, able to play. So he, really was, he, he was beautiful. He was. He, he, I mean, me and you, we've both got this odd love for Jesse Plemons, yeah. um, ugly Matt Damon. Um, but he, he's, he's, he's an amazing actor, and even with something, he gets what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. You know, he's, he's not playing this character. You know, he's not. He's not playing it straight. He knows when it's saying that he's got the tone perfectly. Do you know what I mean? He's laughing along with you as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. He. He was. Absolutely stand out in it. He was amazing. Um, what, Edgar, what Edgar Ramirez. Um, I liked it as well. I was going to say Edgar Ramirez was really good without spoiling it. Um, mm. it I always do like Ramirez. He's, he's yeah. a good actor, isn't he? He's, he's yeah. solid in everything he does. Um, you know, he turns up, does a really good job, and swans off again. So it was nice to see him on the screen. Mm. Um, same as you. I, I really enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, I took my two kids, so I probably had a different experience. Yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? I think when you go with your kids to a kids' movie, you kind of become slightly more childish yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you know what I mean. Um, but at that time, we all went to see Dora and you were there as well and you kind of became part of the family for that two hours. It, it kind of changes your whole mindset. That is it. I'd much rather like, like watch Dora again than watch this again. Yeah. But um, I, I went with the kids and both kids enjoyed it. They, they had fun watching it. So that was a win for me. Um, I had fun as well. Uh, much the same, or, or kind of to, to a greater extent um, as the Suicide Squad is even more so forgettable unfortunately you enjoy yeah. it watched it but as soon as you know you hit the exit doors it, it, it's, it's done that's it and you know I'm not going to think much obviously because we did a podcast we, we recap and stuff like that but you know once we're finished chatting about it I'm never really going to give it a second thought again and I don't know if I would even kind of you know if I was flicking through channels and it popped up I don't know if I would no. Can I stop, stop you know the big problem I had with it, and it's it's I get why they cast him, right? Dwayne Johnson, right? He has a force of nature. We all love yeah. him for certain roles. Yeah. He's not an everyman character. You know? Because big. he's too big, he's too fucking <laughs> human. You know, it's like remember you used to put like remember put like Arnie in film when he's supposed to play like a, a stay like a dad at home. Yeah. Like, How you dad. And that, rocks that as well, you're going to go, he's just, you know, like, the great thing about, I keep going back to The Mummy, Brendan Fraser plays like a sort of, he plays an everyman action hero. You know, he's not yeah. built like a brick shit house. He's not like some guy you think who can survive anything. He looks like, he looks fallible. He looks like he can be beaten. Yeah. You don't ever believe anything can beat The Rock at any point. You know, you feel like he's, you know, he's just completely indestructible. So He, he is, yeah, yeah. But he is, he, he has, it does have... I mean, the man does ooze charisma. Yeah, um, look, charismatic, absolutely. And, and, and he has he watched, well, he's like Arnie back in the day, do you know what uh-huh. I mean? Like, you put him in the worst movie and it, it'll become a better movie just simply for him being there. Yes. It doesn't matter how good or bad he does, it, you know, the, the kind of range will jump up, you know, 50% because that, that actor's in it. Um, and uh-huh. The Rock's got that. And it's a rare talent because I don't think there is, they're a dying breed, like, you know, these huge, huge movie stars that they yeah. are kind of less... And less common. Um, no, and, and when he's used right, he's brilliant. Like in Jumanji, he's used perfectly. I think he's fantastic yeah. in the Jumanji films and some of the other stuff he's done. I thought he was actually not bad in Rampage as well. It's not a yeah. good film, but that's the kind of role that suits him. Yeah. Even the Fast and Furious films, they suit him because he's supposed to be yeah. in one of those films. But in this film, you would go, I have, n- you have no belief that number one, the romance between him and Emily Blunt just doesn't work. It just mm. makes no sense. And I just don't think he's ever at any point ever going to be beaten. And you go, like, well, if I don't think he's going to be any danger. Then what's the point? You know, it's like I don't ever believe that anybody Jesse Plemons could take the rock down. It's just not <laughs> going to happen. You know, like, 
Um, so what really what, what surprised me most of all about this film was um, I'm not a fan at all of Jack Whitehall. Um, I, I, I don't think he's a funny guy. Um, yeah. I think I think he's a bit of a posh twat um, for my own political agenda. I don't like yeah. him as well. Um, but in this, I actually thought he done really well. You know, he, he was he was very very funny and very charming. Um, he was. I was I was t- I was disarmed by Jack Whitehall, which is a bit but again <laughs> a, bit, a bit annoying. Going back to the mummy, he's essentially playing the role that John Hannes plays in the in the mummy. Abs- yeah, absolutely. Again, that, that is a rehash of every adventure movie in the past. Yeah, dare say 50, 60 years. I mean, it yes. does. It takes every idea, mashes it together, and you you'll have fun for that two hours. And um, if you're an adult, there's maybe a few times where you maybe check your watch. Um, it doesn't labour too much. Um, but I, I think we've spoken about this a lot in the past. Is Hollywood seems to have a problem just now with how to pace a movie and end it, do you know what I mean? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, not, a, it's not just this movie, it's like every other movie is the same. There's a 25-minute chunk in the middle of this film that easily could have been trimmed down to about five minutes. Easily, yeah. The recap probably stuff an, over there's and probably over. probably an action scene too many as well. Yeah, yeah. They do a lot of recap. I don't know if this movie because it's a kind of family movie for kids to do kind of recap stuff three and four times. You know, yeah. As an adult, you're like, yeah, I get it. But I guess yeah. if you're a nine-year-old kid, you know, you kind of need to be told, you know, this is what happened, this is what happened again and again. Maybe that's why, maybe I'm giving kids too much, so I'm not enough kid, I don't know, possibly. Sure. Um, but, I mean, yeah, to- totally enjoyable, complete nonsense, uh, yeah. totally enjoyable. Um, but instantly forgettable. Good, yeah, good CGI, apart from the, 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 the animal, I'll say the animal, the, the CGI was decent all the way through, you know, the, the, the effects and CGI was yeah. good, then you had the, the kind of, the animal scene, which it was kind of, Greatly CGI, unfortunately. Yes. Um, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, good fun. Again, you wouldn't be, you know, you wouldn't go to the cinema and think I've wasted my money. You know, if you come out of that not having a good time, then you're the problem, not the film. I think. Exactly. If you, if you go, if you want to see a family film, and this is what you get from a family film. This is a yeah. family film. There's nothing yeah. really offensive in it. There's nothing, you know, you would be worried about your kids seeing. So in that respect, it's a it's an enjoyable family movie. Absolutely. I think just I, I as film goers and film fans. We can see what they're trying to do, and they fell short of what yeah. the better better versions of this film are. I would give it a, a solid six and a six out of ten. Six as well, easily here. Yeah, six. It's not a terrible movie, and um, you know it's just it's, it's worth wasting your time on. But it's probably not something that you know it's not going to become a classic that you revisit every. No, that's not. It's not. It's not one of those films you sit there as a family and watch again and again and again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Last film, I've not seen it, but you have to so very quickly do this one. Um, it's um, a film called Old, directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Um, obviously, the manager in The Sixth Sense, Signs, Glass, Unbreakable, uh, Split, The Visit, and to a lesser degree, also things like, what was the one? The Lady in the Water and yep. The Last Airbender and, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, but this film is what I'm led to believe is people arrive on a beach, and on this beach, time is compressed. You basically live a life in one day. So you, you grow sure. very quickly, yeah? I think 30 minutes equates to a year, I think. Yeah, um, pre- yeah that's pretty much it. They go to this resort, um, they get invited to a private beach, um, you know, select people. When they get to the beach, they notice that weird things start happening. You know, the kids kind of close, suddenly feel tight. Um, an old lady kind of, you know, dies, stuff like that. And they kind of start to figure out slowly, but surely that time passes differently in this beach than it does in the real world. Okay. Um, in the film, you got Vicky Cripps, you got Rufus Sewell, Thomas, uh, Thomas and Mackenzie, Abby Lee, and Eliza Scanlon. Um, what do you think of it? How, how was it? It was, it, it was. 
that's shit crazy. Okay. <laughs> um, the the acting is outrageously over the top. Right. And I'm still not entirely sure if it's deliberately so or not. I right. think it is. I think it's done almost like a kind of high budget B movie. Almost. Right, I okay. think that's <laughs> like a Twilight Zone episode, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it is like proper. I mean, some like Rufus Sewell's performance, you, you're like, whoa. <laughs> you, know I mean? you kind of back away from the screen about you're like, right, yeah. wait a minute. But I think it's intentional, and I think Charlemagne's deliberately done this kind of tone. And okay. it, it is all, it, you, you've absolutely got it. It's like a big, giant episode of Twilight Zone, but with a good budget. Um, the premise, it, it, it kind of just unfolds like that. Um, there is a twist at the end. Okay. Um, but the twist at the end is almost irrelevant. It's almost like he's thought, right, what can I do as a twist at the end rather right. than writing the film with a twist at the end in mind. So the twist could have been anything. Do you know what I mean? And he's thought, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pick this one. Here's my, my twist draw. There you go. Um, Don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. Not at all. Is it's there a good a, twist. Is there a point? To why the beach ages him is there a point? Is, is that a plot point that actually bears fruit? No. 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 <laughs> okay. Right. That's that's intriguing. Um, so you, you've got to try and find something to watch this. So compare it because I, I actually do quite like a, a lot of M Night's movies. Um, mm-hmm. What's your favourite of M Night's? Oh, Six Sense. I think I do. The really? Six Sense is definitive. Shall and that you know that was his first movie to find him. I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm 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 a big science fan, to be honest. That's what I go for. Where would you put this in the sort of pantheon of M Night movies? Oh. Is it as good as, say, for example, something like? Is it better than Glass? Because I thought Glass was poor. It's better than Glass, yeah. Right. Um, maybe split? not. Better than Split, yes. Oh, Split was quite yeah. good. I really enjoyed Split. I, I enjoyed this more than Split. Um, it, it's up. It's below the Sixth Sense. Um, I've not seen all of the Village. Sorry, did no? You hate me a wee bit. Um, no, the Village. Not, not the Village. Not the Village. Jim. Sorry, signs. I've not seen signs. Things are genuinely I've seen tiny snippets of it, um, and I probably could piece it together. I've seen half. No, well, you can't. You can't piece it together because the, the last five minutes makes no sense, and it, 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 you always got to stop. If a film's ruined right. in five minutes, that's it. But up until then, it's, it's a genuinely great, creepy. Sort of like house home invasion, like alien invasion from a different perspective. Idea. It's, it's so well done. It's, there's a couple of really genuinely creepy, terrifying moments in it. So no, the sound is actually a, is a fantastic. I, 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 I do mean to watch it. I've just never yeah. to it. Um, I, I put it on a part with someone with my grandparents to visit. Oh yeah, okay, fair enough. That was I, bad I, moments. I, yeah. I put it on a part with a visit. Definitely. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah, there or thereabouts. That, that's where it's kind of sitting. So it's not quite the highs of the sixth sense um, signs and stuff like that. But it's you know it's miles and miles and miles above stuff like the last Airbender. Um, you know the happening things. Like, yeah, yeah, things like that. So it's it's, it's a good Charlemagne movie, and I think you know. People keep saying he's got his mojo back, and it's like I don't think he ever lost it. He's just not consistent. Do you know what I mean? He's a clever guy. He's talented. He's got ideas. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he makes movies. Some are good, some are bad. And the good ones are good. The bad ones are bad. That's it. Do you know what I mean? He's not got a fucking mojo. He's never lost a mojo in the no. first place. It's just, you know, some of his movies aren't so good. That's all. He admires the pressure. Yeah. When he first came out, the sixth sense, the, the headline stories were the new Spielberg, you know, so he yeah. can live up to that. Yeah. Sort of guy yeah. stuff. Um, out of 10, what are you giving it? Out of a ten, I would give this easily six and a half, seven out of ten. This is I a very did six, enjoy it. This is a very six 
It is. Okay. We're, we're, we're kind of playing it safe this week. I mean, we're not really going out there and, you know, putting yeah. our, our, our kind of life and life. But what, try and see it as soon as you can. Um, it's not overly cinematic. If you do happen to catch it at home, it'll eventually make it to some streaming eventually. Um, it's just as watchable. Okay. Um, as I say, I think the tone of the film is meant to be the tone of the film. Okay. At first, you're confused. You're like, why are these people acting like that? And then... I think when you realise you're like, right, cool, and it makes you smile, and you're like, I get it. I, I, I kind of get where that, where that, and it's fun, and it's good, and I enjoyed it. And the twist is utterly, you know, I think this man has got a drawer of twists. And right. Just picks one out, and that'll do, there you go. Um, so the it works with the film, the twist, but, you know, it's you're like, how is that relative to anything? And, yeah, the, the beach, um, without spoilers, is never explained. Okay, you, you'll, you will never know. Never fair enough. Um, well, that is us for this week. Next week, we have some interesting films to watch. We have at the cinema next week, we have the film called Stillwater, um, starring Matt Damon going looking after his daughter who's in a French prison as he tries to get her out. You know, she's in there for a crime that she may or may not have committed. And um, um, the Italian girl, the Italian mother girl, is apparently saying that he's ripping her off. Oh, summer. no, dude, a hundred percent. Yeah, she, I, I don't know if she's taken it legally to court and stuff, but it's been in the news and stuff. She's like, whoa, 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 this it, is me. Hold, hold it, is abs- it is absolutely that story and everything but name. And they haven't even done, they haven't even changed the names enough to feel like it's not that story, to be honest, at times. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's it's definitely when I'm watching them, I was, t- I was, I was coming out with explaining to Jill what the story was. And she was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. It's like, yeah, everyone remembers it. And that's basically ripped off. Anyway, so. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I've seen it already because I saw the advanced preview of it so we'll talk about that next week when you've seen it hopefully it's um, something you get the chance to go and see because not actually that much out um, yeah. next week on Amazon we have Shadow in the Cloud which has got Chloe Great Moretz as a pilot of a B-52 bomber which looks kind of I've seen the trailer for this and I actually thought I quite like the sound of this but I'm it's getting quite intrigued by it yeah. it's getting panned but I'm, yeah. I'm all in for this I'm going to I'm going yeah. to I've seen it I, I, I was actually 50-50 last night between that or joke. So yeah, yeah, I went I joke because you'd watched it, but um, I'm I'm all in. I'm going to go for it. Hell yeah! Yep. So we've got that as well. And we've also got I think also on Amazon. Is it Amazon or is it Netflix? Our friend. Um, Our friend is on Amazon. Um, Amazon. Yeah, I, I've seen this already. I want you to watch it, sir, because I think your critique on this is going to be you, you're going to have the words and thoughts that I probably have but can't convey. Oh, that's nice. Um, yeah. well, I will watch that this week as well and maybe try and find something else we can throw in there. But yeah, definitely going to watch those three um, this week. Colin, tell me what you find us. Right, I'm going to go away and play my... I got a new kitten, everybody. Like, just before I started yes. the podcast, I got a kitten, a tiny wee baby baby kitten delivered to my door and I'm going yeah. to go and play with it. So you can find me playing with a kitten if you're okay. interested. That sounds dirty, doesn't it? That that's right, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't play the <laughs> um, You can find all the usual haunts, uh, three beers in the movie, number three beers in the movie. So we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Pop in, say hello, let us know what you think of the show. Agree with us, disagree with us. Always nice to hear what you've got to say as well. I've been Colin, you've been... Richard. And we have been... Three beers in a movie.